Welcome to episode one of Elise's Point podcast. I'm your host, Elise Squirrel, PhD candidate, Canadian mental performance consultant, and sport karate athlete. Each week, I present a monologue of different topics that focus on point sparring aspects of sport karate. I want to stress that although each episode stands alone, this podcast should really be listened to as a whole. This project is meant to be informative, thought-provoking, and cause reflection. Keep in mind that some of the content is based on my observations and experiences from years of training and competing as a competitive athlete in sport karate. This means that it doesn't necessarily pertain or is applicable to every stakeholder within the sport. The overall goal is to promote a safe, healthy, and rational sport structure for future sport karate athletes. So let's start. Contrary to what the episode title is, I do not want sport karate to die. I love the sport and I want to see it thrive. Stating this, I want to be sympathetic to all the businesses and teams that might be affected by the pandemic. In no way am I happy to see businesses suffer or athletes drop out of the sport. On the other hand, I'm glad I got your attention. It is my hope that people who are listening have interest in the sport and want to see it progress for themselves as well as for future athletes. Episode 1 goes into the philosophy of sport, the aspects of our sport that are amazing, and the aspects that might be killing it. The first episode sets up the background for the topic, and I don't talk about the actual sport in much detail. Try to listen to it and apply it to your experience within the point sparring aspect of karate, especially the difference between the traditional karate aspects and the sport karate aspects. Because to me, there is a difference. And this is what I'm trying to argue. Episode 1. Maybe sport karate deserves to die. And here's why. It seems to me that our sport is in limbo. It does not necessarily know what it wants to be. The forums aspect seems to have found its footing during the pandemic. But with the strict contact and quarantine regulations that differ in countries and even sections of countries, the point sparring or tatami portion of the sport is suffering. You could blame COVID-19 for a lot of things, but arguably sport karate was dying long before the COVID-19 pandemic. The pandemic only enhanced people's awareness to the problem. Regardless, I'm here to argue Maybe sport karate deserves to die. And here's why. Art and science. Art and science appear as polar opposites, but there are a lot of similarities between them. Both art and science use imagination and creativity to understand the surrounding world. At first glance, one way in which art and science differentiate is that art is seen as an entity that does not evolve or progress, while science is driven to accumulate knowledge in order to innovate 
and progress. For instance, art resonates with people's lived experience and everyday realities at the point of time it was created. With art, works of the past are regarded as the standards that modern art is measured against, but the best creators of each generation have not evolved or progressed further or beyond each other. There is still art created, but we don't go, ah, yes, but the Sistine Chapel is still much, much, much better. Each work of art is appreciated for what it is and what it represents. Art is a snapshot of a period in time that explores diversity and complexity of the human experience in a form that challenges people's view of the world. Science builds on the knowledge that has been accumulated over time. Present-day scientists know more about the world now than early investigators, which has led to the progression and innovation of knowledge. Art and science appear to be very opposing aspects, but it can be argued that a thing does not have to be one or the other. It can be both, a snapshot in time, but also something that builds on existing knowledge. We can see this in sport. In sport, there are snapshots that have revolutionized the way that sport was and would be practiced. At the 1976 Olympics, 14-year-old Nadia Kamenich scored seven perfect tens for her performance on the uneven bars. One perfect ten was something that no male or female had ever achieved before. Compared to present day, the techniques she executed might seem common or straightforward, or banned, which was for the safety of the athletes. However, that achievement could only have been accomplished in that moment in time based on the knowledge, scientific or otherwise, that was available. But this can also demonstrate works of art that can't be compared to any other work outside of its time. Sport is a great example of how art and science can merge. There are many reasons why sport evolves, because the boundaries of sport are constantly being pushed to see what humans can do. And when boundaries have been pushed too far, for the safety of athletes, rules become implemented. Innovations spark rule changes. Movement patterns become more efficient. Coaching strategy becomes smarter. And technology innovates equipment. In some sports, there becomes this tension between tradition and innovation. And we can kind of see this within the martial arts. The concept of tradition seems to kind of go against this idea of being innovative. But it is possible to appreciate the tradition of sport, which sometimes gets forgotten, while also being innovative. Kyudo, for example, is an ancient Japanese form of archery that blends the elements of focus, discipline, and precision. It was a skill set of the samurai. One of the biggest and simplest differences between archery and kudo is that archery has almost the exclusive concern with hitting the target, while kudo is more concerned with the ritual, the mindfulness, and the spirit while shooting. 
As a result, Archery has had huge technological innovations in their equipment in order to maintain and push the limits within the purpose of their sport. But that is not to say that tradition is worthless or that kudo is a dying sport. There are not many people who can shoot an arrow 150 yards away and still hit their target without assistance. That is admirable. The point is, is that there is the idea of knowing what the purpose of the activity is. With this in mind, there is something about doing something, because this is how it is done, that has the potential to rationalize decision-making based on no reason other than because this is how it is done. There needs to be a reason why something is done, because as the world evolves, so should our practices. For example... To preserve culture and tradition, or knowing where our roots are, are great examples why practices need to be sustained. We can see this in the practice of karate. Another example is kendo. Kendo has an element of embodied spirit, a mix of personal discipline, sincerity, and mental and physical vigor. The Olympics are being hosted by Japan 2021 and there was an opportunity for kendo to be a demonstration sport. However, kendo has never been, nor wants to be, an Olympic sport. Why is that? Because there is this worry that kendo will become commercialized and lose the essence of spirit that the protocols and the etiquette of the sport embodies. It would all have to be shortened to fit the span of a broadcast, which limits the sport. The decision not to make kendo an Olympic sport was made because the sport understands its identity. On the other hand, with tradition, it is not healthy to use the idea of tradition to justify out-of-date means of action. Sexism, racism, ableism, ageism, all of the isms, any actions that are held in place based on the rational explanation of because this is how it is done, need to be rethought. As sport karate evolves, I think that it has to define and outline what it really wants to be, noting that there is plenty of space for different styles and categories of karate, just like there are different styles and categories for archery, shooting, gymnastics, dance, running, wrestling racket and ball games, swimming, rowing and kayaking, cycling, a combination of a bunch of sports, and the list goes on. In regards to sport karate, I think we need to think about what it is. What does it want to be? How can we be both a martial arts as well as a competitive sport? If we can't figure any of that out, then maybe our sport deserves to die. I would like to end the podcast with a question. How do you think sport karate, point sparring specifically, has progressed? Thank you for taking the time and listening to Elise's Point. Check in every Monday so you don't miss any episodes. Does this topic resonate with you? Have any thoughts? Anything that came up while you were listening? I would love to hear about them. 
please leave a comment on Ulysses Point Facebook page. I will talk to you next week. The references to this information are included in the description of this episode. Music by Atch. And a shout out to Oliver for letting me use his recording space. <laughs>